Blog Talk Radio. Live from Pompano Beach, Florida. I want to welcome everyone to the Kayak Fishing Raw podcast. Freddie, it's good to see you again. Always good to see. You're so ridiculous, bro. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So we meet again. We're here again in finally a tem- in the temporary studio. It's been a while. Uh, <laughs> the ceiling actually fell on us when we were doing a little a rehearsal. screening rehearsal banger. Yeah. And uh, watch tell the story. The actual ceiling fell down. So um, that's no lie. That's not a lie. I mean, a big portion of it too. Not even a little bit of it. Right. A big portion of it. We're right. not talking about like a drop ceiling. We're talking like. A freaking sheetrock soon. Yeah. So we're out of the studio for a minute. Um, we have a little temporary banger rigged up. So if there's like a if there's like a sort a sort of an echo, we are pretty whatever. much all over the place right now. Yeah. So uh, we have no home. <laughs> we, uh, we have no home. Yeah. And uh, we're gonna make it happen though. For you. We're making it happen for you guys all four, and all uh, 400 of you subscribers. Yes. And we have uh, <laughs> we have two awesome guests coming on. First, we're going to talk to Ryan Jones, and uh, most of you probably know him from Nautical Ventures, one of our main sponsors, or you guys doctor. probably know him from um, the Selfish Smackdown. Kayak Doctor. And he's the Kayak Doctor. That is correct. Is it the Kayak Doctor? I think it's the Kayak Doctor, okay. right? Yeah, I think it's the Kayak Doctor. Is it? It's not the Kayak Ringer? Um, kayak Doctor. Okay. No. You sure? Yep. All right. But what's, and, um, what's, what's Kayak Ringer? I have no idea. I just kind of popped in there. And uh, But he also did really well in the Selfish Smackdown years ago. He was part of those Oklahoma boys that came and defeated the South Florida guys. Sooner Nation came yeah. in and wrecked house. Yeah, so he uh, actually just sold uh, a $10,000 kayak and setup. Yeah. So we're going to kind of talk about this. I saw some comments uh kind of debating it in a way and like, saying, why wouldn't oh, you just buy a boat, just buy a boat man. Come so on, we're going to, we're going to talk about that and we're going to have Ryan talk about that and see, you know, how it all added up to 10 grand and you know, what the guy was like buying the kayak, you know, just kind of put it all together and see if uh, maybe one of you will spend $10,000 on a kayak. Like, is this a dude who just couldn't afford a boat? Like we always hear because like, obviously you know, not. I mean, this, right. he could have bought a boat for 10 grand. I bought my boat for 12. Yeah. Yeah, and it was a 2007, so it didn't work worth a shit. It was terrible. No, now it works fine. I get rid of it, and it's got and it's. You think it's awesome. your luck or the fact that you didn't know what you were doing? A little bit of both. Oh, okay. I cannot like build things. I am just not. I think if you own a boat, you got to be really good at like building stuff and putting things together, and that's hmm. not really me. You don't know how to put things together. Is that what I'm hearing? Well, I can like put on awesome events, but I can't like what build di- things. Explain to me the difference. <laughs> um, like, explain to me the difference between a standard screwdriver and a Phillips screwdriver. So the Phillips head has the um, it's got the the line, right? It's the it's one the line, flat, that, yeah. the flat one. Okay. Yeah. Oh. And the standard one is the one with the, the one with the little star, the cross. Right. Right. So now you guys know I'm not crazy. Right? Now you guys know I'm not, I'm not a crazy person. Speaking of building, I'm getting a pool put in, and that has been a pain in my ass. Um, I saw that you have I, a big hole in your yard. I never knew that so much went into like making a pool. It's 
It looks like so, it's it been months like, and I got a hole in my yard. It looks like there's a meteorite just. Yeah, it's yard. unbelievable. It like a UFO look, went. Yeah, it doesn't look like an organized like hole with like walls and it doesn't. It's not shaped like a pool yet. No, it's literally just like a. No, it just hole. they kind of just like dug it and. Oh my god, it's just funny. so much because the thing is they'll do like you know the piping and then the city's got to come and they got to approve it and then that takes like two weeks and then you got to get approved and then they leave and the electrical then that's got to get approved. <laughs> I mean, it's, and we work with Pompano, like we know people there. So like they're doing this faster for us and it's still taking forever. You guys got the speed through on the, on the permitting. We did. That's like the hard part. It usually takes months and months and months. Yeah. And Pompano is awful. That's what I heard. Yeah. Yeah. We got through that in about a month. My neighbor got jammed up. Like his trees, his like thousand dollar project. He would, he was fixing the spacing of his like carport, not even a garage. It cost him 12 grand. They, he made it, they made him pull up all of his grass, replant the yard, take up pavers, plant like three different types of trees from a list of approved trees. Like, right. All because they maybe cut down the invasive. I had, I had Micah come over to the house and Kirk with a chainsaw, like we're cutting down invasives in my yard. I, I didn't even know they were invasive. They sell those trees at a Pompano nursery. That's so dope. why would you sell the tree? And then you got to cut it down. It's just, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, also coming up in August, we got the summer slam part two part two. My favorite one, the Wahoo, the Wahoo, the Wahoo tournament, spectacular. And every year, knock on wood, I mean it's been getting bigger and better. Um, and we got a lot of anglers signed up for this one, more than last year at this point. So I think uh, this is going to be a pretty big event. And you know who knows? We got two full moons in August, so we got the blue moon, mm. and you know that's awesome for Wahoo. So I mean, we got the moon, we got the date. Good we beer. got this set up. We just got to hope that, you know, the weather's okay. And, um, you know, obviously in the summertime, we're pretty much go, you know, unless there's a hurricane. So, yeah, it's been super flat. It, it's been windy this past like two days. Yeah, it's been windy. This not year, a big yeah. deal. Not a big deal. Um, yeah, we went on the boat yesterday. I went with Captain Reese and we caught a few. Kings are thick. Tuna are thick. I heard there's nothing really that big out there lately. Not a lot of big fish, but tuna and, and kings are out there for sure. Well, what? The first was uh, Wednesday, right? There's some big-ass so, bonitas, though. I never caught – we caught two bonitas, the biggest two bonitas I've ever caught yesterday. Ridiculous. Like How big? Giant. He's like 25-pound bonitas. Huh. Weird. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. Same way, trolling for kings, and we caught like yeah. giant bonitas. Well, those wahoos should be rolling through pretty soon. So mm-hmm. uh, our second guest, we have um, Charles Levy Jr. Levi. Uh, Levi, yep. a.k.a. – do I get every single person's pretty name much, wrong that calls every, in? Pretty much every time. Every person. Right. You did get Ryan Jones right, which is, is white bread of an Yeah, I know Ryan, you know. That's we've a good been, point. We've been uh, pals for a little while. Yeah, you do. You normally do. I told, I told, I told Charles that. I said, dude, <laughs> like, officially tell me exactly how, oh, to, God. how to pronounce your last name. I'm just going to call him Redfish Chuck. Yeah, that's, that, that's easy. I mean, does my, he mind that? Is that his I, name? Did someone give him that name? We'll like, find out. Let's find out. Speaking of, you know, where is Ryan? We need him to call in, bro. We have, we want a strict, we want a strict, we skip him. We are on a strict <laughs> schedule. Yeah. <laughs> what are you thinking about? What was that? Like French? Uh, we are on a strict <laughs> schedule, Ryan Jones. Oh my God, Fred. Call your Oklahoma self in. And what's our last topic? Because uh, you found a good one. Aliens. Aliens. Got a little UFO talk for you guys. At the so end. what I've been telling Joe is that the, the alien sightings have gone down. And There's a lot of reasons for that. 
and they, and they, and there was like a and business week a business weekly business insider right recently just put like hours ago posted an article about the people who claim they know the reason why and there's a few different reasons and we'll go over them yeah we'll we'll, we'll go into that in detail once once we talk about it I also burn my eyebrow can you tell no yes yeah, yeah. I burn the hair off my eyebrow why the grill man it wouldn't it wouldn't light I was lighting it it was like and I thought I thought all the facial hair on my face was gone because it smells like death, you know. Right. No, it was still there though. Uh, so we got Ryan calling in right now. We'll talk about your fleshy eyebrow thing later on. Perfect. I can't talk today. I know. Captain Ryan Jones. How's it going, Joe Hector? I am just living the goddamn dream, my friend. How are you? Damn right. I hear that. I'm uh, doing the same uh, an hour behind now. Yeah, you're you went through the whole move just so people can understand. Uh Ryan actually just left South Florida, which is a shame. Uh he is the kayak doctor and he's a staple at the extreme events, you know, someone breaks something, he's there to fix it right away and he helps us with tagging all the kayaks. But, uh yeah, Ryan, it's it's sad to see you go, man, but how how did all that move uh how did all of it go? I done really good. Uh, we uh, were able to uh, close and purchase on the house a couple of weeks ago, and uh, getting settled in, I'm actually heading out on uh, my first fishing trip since I've been back this evening, which I'm super excited about, and uh, starting to uh, get things going, working with uh, Live Water Sports, and uh, get to paddle sports here in Oklahoma and surrounding territories uh, growing just like they are down there in South Florida. So you already uh, you already got a job lined up and all that, huh? I do. Yeah, yeah. I had some stuff lined up before I left. Awesome, man. Awesome. Well, like I said, it's sad to see you go. I'm sure Nautical Ventures is really sad to see you go, considering uh, you just sold a ten thousand dollar kayak. Yep. Ten thousand dollars. Yep. So I gotta ask. All right, let's just. Diver. And by the way, Freddie's with me right now. He's mute right now. What um, up? What up? What up, Ryan? <laughs> he was sleeping. I just woke up. I was just, I was just um, chilling, chillaxing. Yeah. So, so what, what happens, Ryan, is a lot of people will be like, um, you know, there's two different, two different arguments I hear. Like, hey, dude, why don't you just buy a boat? It's because you can't afford a boat that you paddle a kayak or whatever. You know, the the haters, the kayak haters will say, oh, you guys just do that because you can't afford a boat. And then there's guys who say. Dude, if you spend that much money on a kayak, like you might as well just get a boat. So, kind of run us through like what exactly this kayak was. Like, what did the guy get? And then, like, some of the reasons why he got what he got rather than just getting a boat. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, this customer actually, uh, this was his retirement gift from Seth. Uh, he just retired and uh, he went through and uh, sold a few things and he just wanted to spoil himself. Um, he enjoys kayak fishing and uh, wanted to take it to uh, the next level and start fishing uh, kind of the national tournament scene uh, for freshwater and uh, insular. And he just uh, he had the option of boats. Um, it's not his thing, uh, you know. For a lot of us that know uh, what it feels like to be in a kayak battling that massive fish, enjoying those sleigh rides, it's just a different feel. It's not that boating yeah. is better. It's just a different, it's a completely different experience. Um, so this was just a gift to himself and he wants to be competitive. 
So just like when you, you know, you spend $10,000 on a kayak, that's like buying a $40,000 boat, then putting a $40,000 motor on it, and then putting six, $7,000 worth of electronics on it. I mean, you really need something no matter what vessel you're in. Right. Yeah. Now, what, what, I mean, when he bought all this stuff, like at first, did you have to, was this like a, a two day thing or did this all happen in one day or, you know, was this something that was kind of building up? Was he a, a you know, a solid customer there and, uh, and what accessories did he get? I mean, how did this whole thing kind of amount to 10 K? Um, so this was a walk-in customer that really? saw some. Um, wow! Yeah, lucky, lucky Ryan for that. Lucky, lucky Damn, for you getting man, that. Up. A walk-in. Yeah. Well, I, we we did work for it. So I've got multiple videos of other kayaks out there ranging anywhere from about six to ten thousand um, dollars. My most expensive build to date was a Hobie Pro Angler fourteen for fourteen thousand um, dollars. So I've got uh, kind of the main in the system. Uh, Nautical Ventures does a phenomenal job of advertising and marketing. Um, so he was able to find my video, came in, was able to answer him by name, and then sit down and we just discussed exactly what he wanted to do and uh, what options were open there for him. And I educated him. He picked uh, exactly what he wanted on there. And uh, then we started the ordering process. Hmm. Did he ask for Ryan Jones or the kayak doctor? <laughs> uh, some people, I can't remember who he asked for. I have uh, people ask for, for both uh, Ryan Jones or the, the kayak doctor. So a lot guy, of times it goes hand in hand. So this guy bought a pro angler, right? Yeah, he bought a pro angler 14. Okay, and I would guess he, he decked it out with all the electronics, fish finder, sonar, the Everything. whole thing. And then a micro power pole. Maybe a a motor like what, how did it get to ten grand? Actually, this guy actually was my most of my installs. They're doing all power poles and motors, especially my more expensive builds. Um, this gentleman actually invested most of his money into electronics. He actually had the largest sonar system I've installed on a kayak to date. Um, he put a Lawrence HDS Carbon Nine uh, with a point one antenna. Um, between that and the battery to power that, you're looking at three thousand dollars just for the sonar system. So he spent like four grand on his kayak and then three grand on his electronics. Yeah, so he's this is not even including all of the fishing equipment. Yeah, he's not even fishing yet. No, yeah, oh. that's not even fishing. That's uh, rod holders, um, boondock landing gear for the wheels, uh, supernova fishing LED lights for night fishing. Um, wow. He got the uh, Yak Power Relay System, so everything's on its own little panel inside the rectangular hatch, real quick and easy. It's got dual USB chargers on it. Stereo system? Um, he uh, doesn't. He had a little Bluetooth speaker put on there. We didn't do any aftermarket stereo system on there. Um, he got the Marine Mount, which is really popular nowadays on there. So that package alone is $400 for the Marine Mount. So. But it uh, definitely helps with dampening and it makes the pack just look sexy. Now, let me ask you this. So where do you – see, and this is kind of where um, it makes me think. So uh, I, I, after the uh, iCast, right, uh, some mm-hmm. angler le- left a comment on Facebook on the sport of kayak fishing and, and basically – he, he, without getting too elaborate, he basically said that he thinks that, you know, from what he's seeing, that it, it kind of like eating itself. 
Um, in some yeah, ways, getting I, out of hand. Yeah, it's getting like out of hand. And in some ways, I do agree because I've seen it personally. I mean, uh, running events is not easy with these guys, and you know, and and they know that, <laughs> you know. So, but um, yeah. but it makes me think you got a guy, a walk-in that's going in a store, dropping ten thousand dollars, you know, like that, on kayak fishing. So, you know, you look at that aspect, and you're saying to yourself, man, I mean. It, it's growing. I mean, people are really starting to drop some money, but where's, where's the max? Like, when does it, when does it get to like, you know, buying a boat versus buying a kayak or where does it get to that, that max price where, you know, in the beginning when someone like me started, it was like, we did it cause it was cheap. We did it to save money, but you're kind of yep. seeing it. You're kind of seeing it change. So like, where do you see it going? Like what's, what is, what does something like well, that tell you? My my philosophy in this sport is there's a place and time for everybody and everything. Um, there's been, you know, I come from the background of owning $200 Craigslist kayaks that were sit inside and the rod holders were my size. You know, when boats were driving by me laughing, going, that's not a boat, it ain't got a motor on it. So the whole kayak fishing industry started um, by making products for guys like me. They're like, hey, we know you're in this little kayak. It's not made for fishing. But you're going to do it anyways. You'll love it. This sport's been around forever, even though people think it's new. Um, so they hit that market first. Um, then they started working for all your shoreline fishermen that wanted to get a little bit further out on the water. Once they hit that market, the prices of the kayak started going up. Um, the right. reason I think what you're seeing the trend is, is I, I'm taking, when I was at Nautical Ventures, um, even when I was in Oklahoma at the kayak shops, I was taking boat sales away from boat dealers by selling them a kayak. Um, Really? The kayak industry has got so many accessories and so many options that people are considering. They're like, for a down payment that I'm going to use 12 times a year, I have to fuel winterize, I have to have access to a boat ramp, I can buy this tricked-out kayak that is sick, and I can put it anywhere at any time, and there's hardly any maintenance afterwards. So a yeah. lot of the kayak fishing industry now, the reason you see it going in the direction it is, is because they're actually targeting the boat world. And, and I agree with you because when, the way we set up our tournaments was targeting the boat world. I mean, we modeled our tournaments after boat tournaments, not kayak tournaments. And that's what made us yep. so successful. And that's why we're getting a lot of boaters like Benny Sosa, you know, like all these guys that are switching over or, or not even really switching over, but they're doing both. Just for yeah. the they're competing in both, yep. you know? Um, yep. so, so I agree with you. I, I see a, it. Benny's a double threat. Yes. Dual threat. Dual threat. Twin threat. No, yes. And, you know, I always tell people, Dual you know, a, a kayak can go everywhere a boat can go and everywhere a boat can't go. It may take like you longer, but you can get there. Mm. So that's what you call have you the people duck. of, you know, it's kind of the, you know, it's not necessarily, I always used to call kayak fishing the poor man's sport. Nowadays, it's not so much the poor man's sport. You know, no. people are like, well, no. why are they spending that much money when they can buy a boat? We also have to realize the market I just came from in South Florida, the economy's doing really, really well there. So, you know, if I'm having somebody buy a $12,000 kayak, the last one I did for $12,000 for a pro angler 12 went onto the swim deck of a yacht. Wait, so you, so wait, wait, hold on. Probably, so you sold a kayak for twelve grand as well. 
Yep. He, he wasn't he wasn't listening to you when you said that the ten thousand dollar one wasn't the most expensive one you've done. No, no I just didn't catch that. It's probably in the top eight. So I, pro- yeah, I probably people spend had, much more than twelve grand. Yeah. Well, I just didn't My think Angler sells is about seven eight thousand dollars. Yeah, because it requires like a new pickup truck to to tow it around. <laughs> you got to take, wow. you got to take out a loan on a truck no. to get that thing to the lip, to the right of the mini we should go there. So no, 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 no. Freddie can't talk. Dang. You're done. You got um, to you buy a truck to get it to the river. <laughs> so, so uh, I mean, I can't. I don't even want to tell you how much I have in my uh, live water sports paddleboard. Oh, uh, dude, but your like your stereo system costs like seventeen grand. What? All right, so let's do this. Let's let's add up your uh, your little banger. So. How much total? I mean, would you say you put into this paddleboard? Um, if you I took and added all my accessories, rod holders, stereo system, I've got an electro electric motor. Now I have an outboard motor for it. If you add everything up, I had it set up for taking the life to the sandbar with the dog—a 45 quart cooler and a speaker system and a power pole. Um, I have it set up for freshwater tournaments. I have it set up for inshore fishing and offshore fishing. So basically, the wife told me I couldn't buy a boat, so I turned my paddleboard into a micro skiff. Um, if you added, at the Fort Lauderdale Boat Show last year, a customer had me add everything up on that board, and it was just under $10,000. That's not that I bad. I just added a couple thousand dollars worth of accessories to it right before I left, so now everything for my paddleboard is probably right at about $12,000 retail. But see, see, this is what we're learning. We're learning that these people are spending money. I mean, including yourself. You're spending money on paddleboards, kayaks, the accessories, everything. I mean, even when you buy the kayak, you got all these accessories. You know, when you walk and down, when you walk up and down these extreme tournaments, you're seeing over a hundred kayaks. Everyone's different. Everyone's full of different accessories. So, yeah, I agree with you, Ryan. So, um, yeah, man, we just we wanted you to call in and just we we had to hear about this, and you know, we know there's quite a bit of debate in it. Um, I think it's great for the sport. I think it's great for, you know, myself and my sponsors and our tournament. And uh, it's great to see the growth and how it's still, you know, grown really well. And man, it's, it's awesome. I mean, the whole thing. I love it. We love I, it. I love it. Absolutely. We love you. It's a blast. Ryan. It's only going to grow you. from here. Uh, I agree. I, I miss agree you guys already. We miss you too, buddy. Hey, listen, we, uh, we got to go, but, we really miss you, Ryan, and uh, you were, and I'm not just saying this, you were honestly a staple of our tournament series with all the stuff that you've done, uh, whether it was competing and, and you know, in the, the Sailfish event and doing what you did there and helping these guys with nautical ventures, with their, you know, anything that was broken, uh, with helping me in the morning personally with a bunch of stuff. I really appreciate it, and uh, you're the man, dude. I appreciate it. It was an absolute blast, and hopefully I'll be seeing you guys uh, not too long from now. Yeah, yeah, come back for the SummerSlam, brother. We'll yeah. see you then. I hope to see you, buddy. All righty. Take care. Thanks for having me All on. Right. All right. Later, see you, brother. Later. So what did we learn? Well, the sport is evolving. Doing, doing well. It's evolving. You know what I always say, though? Those those tournaments that allow the motors? Yeah. I feel like I feel like they're officially not actually kayak fishing tournaments we're about to actually sign a uh kayak motor sponsor but you're not going to allow them in can't the say who it is yet because but you're not going to allow them in the tournament no yeah but so, it's interesting 
it is interesting. It makes sense. They're still going to get all the advertising. Yeah, so for me, for me, I would call those tournaments like that's a boat tournament. That's a motorboat tournament that allows kayaks, right? Because, because well, the like, question like, is, yeah, why couldn't I use a 15 foot skiff? Yeah, like the like skiff why? that we have, this skiff like that we have coming, right? It's like, yeah, and you know, Chad has like rules in his tournament about the the horsepower of, and it can only be an electric motor, and it must be only like a certain right. amount of. I'm sure they got to be tight. Yeah. Yeah. So, but for sure, like every kayak is a boat, right? But not every boat is a kayak. And I feel like once you put a motor on whatever it is, I don't care if it's a dinghy. It totally it's changes everything. Still a motorboat, right? Yeah. Now. now it's a motorboat. I, I mean, it doesn't change the fact that it's a kayak, right? It's still a kayak, but it's a kayak with a motor, so it's a motorboat because. It's officially, you know, it's always been a boat because it's because that's every the question. Like, what honestly is the difference be- between a kayak with a motor and a boat with a motor? Nothing. It's just smaller. It's just smaller. It's quite literally There's nothing. No, but a kayak is a boat, though. That's the thing. Like, if you know what I mean, like by definition, every kayak is a boat, but not every yeah, boat agreed. is a kayak, right? Like, you can have a yacht. That's not a kayak. Right. It's still a motor boat if it has a boat, a, mo- a motor on it. It has a what? A boater. You cannot talk. If it has a boater on it. I should just let you talk. Boater. I just, I can't wait. (laughs) Breakfast Chuck, baby. Where is he? Where is he? I'm I'm texting him now. I'm texting him now. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll he'll call in. He's he's on the point. But yeah, I mean. On the point. What I think is really exciting, though, is that you're getting like a, a whole brand new group of people that have money that are doing this. Like we had a, okay. So like the last tournament, we had a couple anglers. Um, these were new guys that never fished an extreme event and they were dropping, you know, money on the raffle, hundreds on the raffle. They bought tons of shirts. Um, you know, they were tipping Mike on the beach, you know, helping him out with, you know, the machines. If you don't know Mike, he works with Pompano. He's awesome. Oh, he helps you with yeah. your kayak. Yeah. He like he tipped like, him 500 bucks. Holy I mean, these guys are dropping money. I don't want to say it on the on live. Yeah, but... yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so we got a uh, Redfish Chuck. Charles, what's up, buddy? Gentlemen, how's it going? Holy cow, you're loud, baby. How's it going, brother? It's Joe Hector. What's going on, Joe? Living the dream, my friend. How about you? Oh man, trying to do the same. Trying to do the same. Nice. Listen, Charles, it's Freddie. Um, we kind of went over a little bit on Ryan, so we got short time, but we wanted to talk to you about a couple of things. Um, thanks for calling in. Uh, the first is, uh, you know, we're friends on Facebook and we, and we, and we frequent the same sort of pages on Facebook. And I, and I noticed that you made a comment the other day, um, about the gear that you use and how, um, you use the same old stuff that you've been using for years and that you kind of haven't been, um, quick to jump on any of the new fangled, like fancy stuff that usually tricks more fishermen than fish. Um, <laughs> did he say that or you said that? No, no, no. That's what, that's what I, that's oh, I interjected wow. that part, but that's what they always say, right? Like right. this, this color lure, it catches more fishermen than it catches fish. Right. Because <laughs> fish don't, they don't really care. Right. So yeah. like, the fish don't know the difference. Sometimes. I used one of those little rats one time for a snakehead. And I, I don't even, I don't even know how they use that thing, man. I, I'm not really a freshwater guy, so I was like playing with it like like an idiot. But I actually got an, like right off the land, it like jumped off the land and grabbed it. Yeah, one of the snakes. <laughs> and I, I was shocked because I was tangled. I was messing up. I was getting all tangled, and I guess it worked. So weird. I guess you never know. But yeah. So some of the so some of the bass tactics that you use, um, you know, you you thought they wouldn't be that interesting to listeners, but in fact, I think it's more interesting to to know that like you haven't 
switched over to some of the newer methods um, because the old methods still work. So talk, you know, kind of maybe like talk a little bit about that. And then, um, you know, we have some other more interesting stuff to talk about because Joe, <laughs> Joe hates fresh. I love, I, Hey, I want to talk about Bigfoot, man. I think, I think <laughs> I'm going to ask you if you saw any uh, Sasquatches oh, up there, man. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Uh, listen, man, skunk ape is real. Um, See? That's, that's, what did uh, I tell you? <laughs> everything on my audio right here. Holy shit. Okay, so bass uh, fishing, uh, old school lures. All right, so bass fishing and old school. So so real quick, let me give you a little rundown. So um, I, I was fortunate enough to, to live in a, in a very nice area of Brevard County called Vieira. I grew up in this little town. Uh, my parents built a house back in 1992, and we were one of the first people in our subdivision to build a home there. The, the land in which the houses sat on used to be used as cattle pastures for the Duda family, which owned just ungodly amounts of land all over Florida. Um, and so all of these cattle fields and cattle um, pastures had these big, big freshwater ponds in them uh, so that the cows had a place to go and cool off and drink or whatever. Nobody fished them. Nobody fished them. And all of a sudden, here's, here I am thrown into this kind of mix where um, I can ride my bicycle to 15 different retention ponds, if you will, and catch bass of any size from little small bass all the way up to my biggest that I've ever pulled from any of those ponds was close to 15 pounds. And hey, you're, you're like an OG uh, pedal pirate, dude, Pedal, pedaling around on a bicycle looking looking for places to fish. Yeah. That's my, that's yeah, my yeah, style. Yeah, 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 dude. That's what I did. Yeah, that's what I did, bro. And, and I, I wore a backpack and threw a couple of tackle boxes in my backpack, a little tackle trays in my backpack, and off I'd go with a bait caster, spinning rod, and a fly rod usually. But, uh, you know, the old school method of just throwing a, a regular old 8-inch or 10-inch culprit worm with a bullet weight on the nose, rig weedless, worked then. It works now. That To me... I can't bring myself to spend 15 bucks on a bass lure. Like it just doesn't make any sense to me. I know bass guys are going to hate me for it, but at the end of the day, they're ditch pickles, right? Like they're just they're <laughs> basically to me like a freshwater grouper. So they're stupid. They'll eat virtually anything if you piss them off enough. And it didn't make any sense for me back then to even switch up that, that tactic. Like, uh, you know, the old school finesse fish, I, I know they're still around, but back then it was kind of like the new thing to throw as far as a jerk bait was concerned. Um, I would throw those. I would throw a crawdad colored culprit worm, and I would throw uh, the real small uh, little Rapala lip plugs. I mean, they were like little tiny ones, maybe two inches long. Mm-hmm. And that was it. That's all I ever threw for bass. And whether I fished in retention ponds or local ponds, or if I fished in Lake Washington, the St. John's River, Okeechobee, anywhere I went to fish for bass, I threw the same three things all the time and always caught fish. I mean, and you and think so, those, and those things still will work yeah. today, and that's been proven. Like we well, see people. Of catch course, them. I mean, that listen. You know what's interesting is like I take I take this this line of thought when it comes to deciding on what I want to throw for fish, like. My saltwater area here, the lagoon, back in the day when it was still super healthy and we had ungodly amounts of fish, um, our redfish were considered the smartest, if you want to call it that, or most aware redfish on the whole planet because unlike everywhere else, we don't have a tide flow. So when the tide's not changing, 
throughout the day. The fish don't have like a, like a regimented feeding time. They just feed whenever they right. get hungry. They just go off and they look for something forage, right? Bass sure. are the same way. Bass don't have a feeding time. Bass don't say, oh, well, it's 1135. I guess I should go try and find a shiner now. No, bass is going to eat whatever something swims past its face. is an opportunistic feeder. So sure. they eat worms, they eat lizards, they eat frogs, they eat little minnows, they eat the same crap they've been eating for thousands of years. And so to me, there's no difference between me throwing that 8-inch culprit worm back in 1992 versus me throwing an 8-inch culprit worm now in 2018. The fish is a fish. He's going to eat the same thing. So, you know, <laughs> I love, I, I, some dude, of the I love new it. stuff that's out there, dude, some of the new stuff that's out there, like, blows my mind, like a bat, like the bat lure. Oh, like, shit, dude. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah, Charles, the hell's so last time you've ever been out on a pond somewhere and you saw a bat hit the water and flop off the around. water and then get sm- You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like oh, a lot right. of this stuff is... You've never seen yeah. the a bat, bat lore. Oh, dude, it's, it's like a, a little. I, oh, I have bro. never heard of this. Imagine, imagine like a toy from the fucking twenties. Not kidding, dude. And like it's got individual little arms that flip in like a, in, in like. I well, can't I, even explain how, how ridiculous. How much does this thing cost? Oh, dude, they're retarded. It's like they're, thirty it's bucks. Ridiculous. Yeah, it's like a twenty dollar lure, I think. But dude, um, it's like a little that, fake they got the toy. duckling. Like there's literally a duckling, and like I mean just random craziness like yeah, you know, i thought when the i thought when bombshell turtle came out with the little soft plastic turtles that they were crazy i mean i know obviously bathy turtles i get it but that was like a stretch and now they got like literally a bat that you throw on the surface and you drag it across the top and it looks like it's flailing around i didn't realize that that was like <laughs> a number true, one prey dude. item for for bass worldwide you know what i mean bats who knew, who knew? but uh you know it's just, i want to get me, one and bring it on the show I want to bring it on the show. Sure. I want people to see what this thing is. That, that I'll is, get one next week. We're gonna we're gonna call you back on that because I want to I want people to see this thing. Like it just boggles my mind. I, ne- I keep, never knew that. I'm gonna keep the receipt. <laughs> well, you're not like Joe. You're from. Not like. Go ahead. Go ahead. Joe, you're from up north, so so you striper fish and all that stuff. Throwing up, caught bluefish, all that kind of thing. Yes. So Big umbrella striper. rigs are nothing. Yeah. Umbrella rigs are nothing new to us, right? I mean, like we've done Correct. that. I grew up fishing the, the Great South Bay in Long Island and then moved down here when I was a young boy. So, I mean, I, I kind of consider myself more of a Floridian, but I did all that stuff. I threw pencil poppers at Montauk for stripers too. But um, so now all of a sudden the bass market thinks that having an umbrella rig is like the next greatest thing. And I sit back and laugh. I'm like, bro, I've been fishing with umbrella rigs since the 80s. Like you guys aren't oh, doing my- nothing new. Yeah, I mean, my dad right? was using those when I was a little kid. Like, I was literally yeah, like a little sandals on them or whatever. Yeah, Crazy. the sandals. I love those freaking little bangers, man. Right? Awesome. And now, all of a sudden, now that they package it for bass fishing, it's the latest craze, and everyone's getting crazy <laughs> about it. And I'm sitting back here like, dude, that's $40 to catch a ditch pickle. Like, <laughs> I love to fly fish. Like, fly fishing is really my thing, and I, and I really enjoy it. I've been doing it for a really long time. And I won't even spend $40 on a cape of chicken feathers, let alone go out and buy an umbrella rig full of spinnerbaits. Like, it just it doesn't make sense to me personally. But, you know, so do you think, own. Yeah, Charles, do you think that, you know, obviously I'm not, you know, I, I, I don't know much about the bass thing, you know, to be totally honest. But do you think that it's like kind of maybe getting a little bloated? Like, it's just, you know, maybe too big to where... 
it's just things are being thought of that just they kind of run out of ideas. So what they do is it's, it's kind of like going to the movies and everything's like a, a prequel now. So like you're buying these baits and maybe, you know what I mean? Like it's just so bloated that they're just, I mean, w- what's going on? Like, why do you think it's kind I, of happening? I think, I think that the fact that you have uh, a global market as opposed to such a niche market like what we do offshore here or what we do right. inshore here, it's a very, very niche market because, you know, if me being a red fisherman, I've, I've got a very small uh, geographic area that I can go find these fish up to Virginia Beach or so and then all the way down over to, to Texas. And, right. But with bass, it's so global that, of course, they've got a much larger audience. They can, they can find that 10% of the angling population to be, I don't want to use the word stupid, but um, to be tricked <laughs> into thinking that you need to have this bat lure on your rod so that you can go out and catch your, you know, a 10-pounder. I mean, I, and I, I don't want to keep using the bat lure as an example because I believe no, that's from do. Savage Gear. And, and well, Savage call Gear. Yeah, a whopper plopper. A whopper plopper is the same, right? I mean, dude, whopper plopper. Like, I mean, <laughs> so. Dude, Chuck, a, I, have, I, have a, I, have a, I have a little thing called a, a, a mini double plopper. It's like a little, imagine like. <laughs> Where the hell did you get that? Is that Dude, the one got, you ordered from China? No, 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 no. I got it for like, uh, it was on, it was on like ultra clearance at like pro because evidently no one's ever purchased one. So imagine this dude. It's like a, like imagine a, a triple like umbrella. It looks like the Starship Enterprise. I'm not shitting you. It's like the bottom is like a jig with like a hook coming out of the back. But then there's two wires coming off the top with little baby miniature whopper ploppers on the top. And when I tell you that it makes the craziest action in the water, that's, it's amazing. I've never caught shit on it because I troll it over the reef thinking maybe Spanish mackerel might hit it. Right. But I just want to get it for the video. Like, I want to get a... You're a, using this for salt water. Just for shits and giggles on the way in. Wow. After I fish, I'll tie it on and then drag it over the reef as I come in, just hoping something will get it so that I can pretend like I targeted saltwater fish with a bass lure. Wow. But it's the most ridiculous lure I've ever seen in my life. But it looks like it should work. It makes a lot of noise, and it's like floppy and shit, but it's a double plopper, dude. It's the silliest thing well, I've ever seen. And, you know, like, one of the things about um, some of the stuff that's out there on the market is it's, it's very much to catch the fishermen more so than catch the fish in the sense of it's, of it's almost gimmicky. It's almost gimmicky, right? Where, Super gimmicky. Like, but I, I use the example on Facebook about, listen, when I was a kid at 10 o'clock at night when the infomercials hit the TV – and the flying lure was on, the helicopter lure was on, the banjo the minnow banjo was minnow. on. Was, oh, yeah. Bro, I was running to my parents' bedroom like, I have to have these things. The guy on the infomercial says, fish are genetically programmed to eat it. I have to have it. Yeah. Like, I was but you know kid, what the, I didn't know any better. But the difference was you would get like, you could send like 20 bucks and you would get like a tackle box full of fucking banjo minnows. You know what I mean? Like now you spend 20 bucks and you get a lure. You oh, would get an entire bro, pack. So you would get like now. 150 I, banjo minnows for like $20. You know, it was a huge difference. I still have, if, I literally, sorry, man, I keep walking on you. Sorry. No, no, go, go, go. It's tough to do this on a, on a yeah, it's fine. So you have, what do you have, Charles? Do you, I literally have like four packs of those banjo minnows and I, I still fish them. Dude, they're badass. They work. They work, dude. They work for everything. I've literally caught. Name a species of fish that swims along our coast or, in, or intercoastal or in freshwater here in Florida, and I bet you I've probably caught it on a banjo minnow. 
Like literally, they work. But here's the thing, genius marketing, genius, uh, genius in the sense of the guy made, these, made the little screw-in clips before screw-in clips were a thing for weedless hooks. Right. So he has little screw, screw-in nose pieces. They've changed it since, I think. They changed it to like this thing that the eyeballs or something like that have a little hole in the front. You put the hook through that because back in the day, when you use the little, the little corkscrew deal, um, every time you hook a snook or a tarpon or something that jumped, shook its head violently, you'd still you stay attached it. to the fish because you're, you're hooked to the fish just like a butterfly jig. You're hooked to the fish through the hook, not through the lure. So mm. every time the fish would jump, he'd fling that plastic clear off the freaking hook. The right. whole thing, with, including the little screw head, would fly off the freaking thing, and so you'd have to replace it. You, I mean, sometimes you can find them, but most of the time you had to replace them. So you're constantly having to reorder them. But the thing literally worked, and it was one of the. It was probably honestly the only infomercial kind of a lure that came out back then that literally did what the guy said it did, and it still does yeah. today, man. I've caught everything from. Oh yeah, you for know. sure, dude. I've caught everything from bass to to cobia, triple tail, dolphin. Um, I've caught uh, blackfin tunas and bonitas on them. And um, <laughs> really, you know, it, it just. It, Oh, yeah, for sure, 100%. Dude, have you ever seen one swim in the water? There is no soft plastic. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's no soft plastic on the planet that swims like it, man. All right, so, Chuck, so here's the thing. We we went over with Ryan. So I wanted to get uh, into the – you've mentioned, you know, back when your fishery was good, your inshore fishery was good – you know, the big thing right now locally is the uh, the pollution that's going coming yeah. out of Lake O and um, going, you know, east and west um, in a manner which is was never, like, supposed to do. It's supposed to go into the Everglades and get filtered and that whole thing. So give us a little bit of an update because you deal with this on your podcast a lot. Like, give us a little bit of an update on some of the, like, stuff that's going on with that. And, um, yeah, just kind of like the rundown. You're like your elevator speech because we only have, like, maybe, like, five more minutes. Um, no, no like, worries. What, yeah, so like, what 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 is the give us the short like and dirty rundown of like what's going on? Those pictures are scary, so I mean, scary, dude. Yeah, so so uh, here in Bavard County, um, incorporating the Banana River, the Indian River, and parts of the Mosquito Lagoon, um, we have been dealt a, a brutal blow by brown algae which is different than what's coming out of Okeechobee. We, we're not affected by the Okeechobee water runoff up here by us. Um, our issues are overdevelopment of Brevard County and insufficient uh, updates of the infrastructure, i.e. the sewage system and that kind of thing. Um, right. Where, wherever the uh, runoff goes into the uh, intercoastal, all water that comes out of the sky is in the form of rain or comes out of the sprinkler heads ends up at some point making its way into the river. Our region isn't tidal. We don't have any tide by us. So the water doesn't go anywhere. So the easiest way that I can describe it is basically if you walked out behind your house, or actually, you know, Joe, you're, you're putting a pool in at the house. If you filled that pool full of fish and, and it was beautiful, salt water, whatever you want to do in it, and then you slowly poured a five-gallon bucket of, of sewage in it every day, let a little bit of uh, uh, fertilizer in it every day. You let some oil and gas and runoff from the street in it every day. Within uh, yeah. probably six months, everything's going to be dead. Yeah. Right. I, I so actually, actually, you know no- what? I had that happen to my koi pond. So I also have a koi pond in the backyard, 
And when we had that hurricane, when it blew through, I had pesticides, all this crap going into the pond. I lost my red tail catfish. That was like almost 20 pounds. I lost, you know, thousands of dollars worth of koi. So, and that was just one suite. So, I mean, I can't even imagine like what's going on over there, man. So what do you think, what can they do? And, you know, just quickly, cause we don't have much time, but so like quickly, what could be done and who's not doing it? Well, Fortunately or unfortunately, whichever way you look at it, uh, our situation is, is, again, quite a bit different. Um, right. I don't think that in my child's lifetime that they will ever see the river what it was when I was a kid. I don't think it will ever even be close to that ever again. Mm-hmm. What will have to take place in our area is literally the most monumental change of every kind of uh, runoff situation that you could ever imagine, not just runoff, but listen, we just had 870,000 gallons of sewage dumped in the river. Jeez. Like like two days ago. And then back when Irma came through, back when Irma came through, the county had to dump millions of gallons of partially treated sewage into the intercoastal. And this is a non-tidal intercoastal. This is not a, a river in any sense. So, you know, not just that, but you got to take that into account for how many years prior they've been doing this. The city of Titusville and many others have had leakages and breakages and releases, and the EPA has, has said that on many occasions that this much, you know, this, this amount of sewage is okay to release to the cities. So they've been doing it for 40, 40 or 50 years, and we've finally gotten to a tipping point. Four years ago, we had the largest fish kill I've ever seen in my entire life. What you're seeing out of, out of southwest Florida with the red tide is what mm-hmm. happened to the Banana River in 24 hours. That's Unbelievable. Crazy, man. So it's sad. When you know, I say just, that, uh... guys, guys, real quick, when I say that, I'm, I'm, I'm literally telling you that within 24 hours, everything that was alive in the Banana River turned up dead. That is so bad, man. Well, dude, we need to have you back on and talk about that like for longer, you know, like a more in-depth. Yeah, sort definitely. Of. We can talk about that for the whole show. I because mean, we kind of are shielded from that whole thing being down here because we don't have, you know, it doesn't reach us, and especially on the East Coast. So um, I feel like a lot of people here, if they knew or if they were aware, they would. They Ignorance would, is bliss. A lot of people yeah, you talk yeah, about it, they're know. like, oh, I just saw a picture. They don't really like, yeah, we don't it doesn't it. really seep in, you know, like how... Yeah. terrible this is yeah so yeah. Well, cool man yeah we appreciate you coming on and we uh we definitely need no, to have no you problem. back on and uh and uh and talk about it more because it's a, t- a topic that deserves more attention for sure and more and more uh people talking about it so and charles listen i uh hopefully one of these times man you can come over to the to the extreme tournament series and come hang out with me man i'd love to see you i know bro i'm gonna i'll make it down there man i'll make it down there and hang out with you guys I, i've been wanting to do it for a few years now and and just something always seems to come up the same weekend, and it's tough, yeah. man, having, having uh, you know, a family with a child with special needs. Every now and again, you get the sneeze, the next thing you know, it's catastrophic. Right. So, but, yeah, man, yeah. We'll, make, we'll definitely make it that way, and we'll figure it out. Plus, too, we'll do a little fishing. No, I yeah, think it'd brother. be great, man, and, you know, I'd love to hang out. And, you know, you don't even have to come compete. Just come hang out with us, and we'll have a good time. Yeah, you man, can teach Joe how good. to shave. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Charles, we'll talk to you soon, brother. Later, All right, guys. Buddy. See ya. All right, see ya. Yeah, I mean that's uh, that's every un- fish in the river died overnight. Overnight, buddy. Could you imagine if that happened here? The, the, well, see, that's the thing. I feel like if it happened here, it would actually get more attention. I feel like. Well, because South we have Florida Miami and lot, right. yeah, because we have Miami and Fort Lauderdale. You see what I'm saying? Oh no, I, that's why we don't pay attention to it because it doesn't happen here. 
That's crazy. Wow. I didn't know it was that bad. I didn't know that it was separate from what's going on with Okeechobee and all that. There's so much environmental disaster right. happening that we can't even keep track of it. In I, one state. Yeah, it's so crazy, man. Holy crap. That's so crazy. So, all right, well, that's that. We'll, we'll, UFOs. Uh, let's, just, let's just graze over it. We got 12 minutes. Okay. And then also I want to, you know, I'm really excited because we got a new sponsor and I just want to kind of showcase uh, that little banger. What? what we got. Oh, I, it's right. Right over, it's right over here. Yeah. All right. Right so over here. Surprise them at the end of the All episode. Right. So, but... so the aliens, uh, the, the aliens have, yeah, yeah. have <laughs> taken a hiatus over the past few years. You uh, cannot talk today. Like, seriously, like... what? You no, didn't have a drink before the show, no, did you? Hiatus is a word. Did you not have a drink before Wait, the show? But hiatus is a word. See, what happens with Fred is we've noticed by watching the shows, like when we watch it back, Maria <laughs> notices that when Fred has a drink or when he's drinking, I'm better at he it. He is awesome. Yeah. But when he's like totally sober, <laughs> he's like, his words, like, <laughs> they don't come out they don't, what yeah. he's thinking. And it's actually like if you replay some old episodes, you can watch Drunk Freddy. I'm not, I've sober, never been drunk. sober, Freddy. Stop the madness. I've never okay, been drunk. So I haven't drank. Rewatch like the episode. You people will see for yourself. I Go on. Don't get drunk. You people will see for yourselves. Go on. Uh, well, you know. Go on. Who's your daddy? UFO. Okay, so the UFOs have gone right. on hiatus. I told you that. They've been, the, the, the sightings are dwindling. Okay. I haven't I have it. some reasons too, but we'll, I'll let you go first. So the Business Insider posted an article about yeah. the, the, the conspiracy theorist reasons why <laughs> they believe that the, uh, the aliens have you gone away. I'm going to go ahead. What? I said conspiracy theory. I know. I just. I'm going to go ahead and jump into the. Uh, oh, shikesy pikesky. Let me show you. Um, let's see. Okay. So basically, what Fred is trying to say is so since what? The 90s? UFO sightings has gone down. No, it went up. And then in 2015, it just dropped like. It like, like literally just went away. 2015, almost Boom. gone. Almost gone. Okay. And so what, they're, what, what the people who, who, who claim to see UFOs claim. Uh, there are a few re- reasons. Are you reading a com card? I'm reading the I'm reading the thing. It says uh, it's oh, it's the number one reason they they uh, the what do you call it? <laughs> they attribute to the drop off in alien sightings or UFO sightings. Oh my is God, the government crying. The government is stifling um, the sightings. <laughs> so let me get this straight, guys. Here's how here's how it works. If you see a UFO and you want to report it, the government goes into your computer and deletes the message before it gets out to them. This is what they're saying. And where did you read this? A business insider. Okay. Which is a reputable publication. I don't know why they would entertain such ridiculousness. Well, do you believe that? No. Well, I have something. In order to believe any of these. You might agree for the first time ever with me on on my, what I think it is. Okay. You get to that after one. Okay. All right. In order for me to agree about any of these reasons why the UFOs have disappeared. I would have to Same. believe that there are UFOs that are actually been seen. You sound like, like you know, like when someone's <laughs> running for president and they're on like a teleprompter, and they're, <laughs> they're trying to like, like say what they're uh, thinking, and it's just not like coming out. No, that's not how teleprompters this, this work. Is great. Um, well, you got me all riled up about. <laughs> All right, we got eight minutes. All right, so now here's my thing. You ready? I'm gonna get this. I'm gonna get this ready while you do your. You get that ready, but I'm gonna explain. Stand by. Stand by. Okay. So my theory is, and Jay and I have talked about this, is that um, think about it. In the last what ten years, with cell phones and stuff like that, now everybody has a camera in their hand. Literally everybody. And I feel that, though. Let's face it. 
what, 90% of these sightings are bullshit. Are bullshit. But there are a percentage that we cannot explain, right? No. But now everyone's got cameras, everyone's got cell phones, and I believe it could be a mixture of the article you read. You know, maybe the government, I mean, think about the technology they have. They're at least 30 years ahead of what we have now in our hand, correct? The government, what the government has and what they give to us, what they allow us to use, they're what, at least 30 years ahead. I don't know, dude. I don't 40 know. 40 years ahead. But that's, it's probably that. Okay, so when you think about that, you know, they know everything we're doing, everything. Hmm. They know, you know, your life is in your computer. Your life is in your phone. The government can hack into that any second. Dick take, picks, any, take any information. Dick picks everything. Everything. Hmm. everything. Well, and they kids, can blackmail you with it, which is what happens in government all the time. I would love to entertain this nonsense further. So I'm going to say cell phones is another big reason why the UFO sightings have... You think they have technology so that like, when you take a cell phone video of a UFO that it just goes into your no, phone? No, no, I'm saying that it? they're not seeing them anymore because all the footages that you used to see were these grainy 90s huge cameras. Now everybody's got a high-definition camera in their phone. And there's so no they're more not, aliens. Well, they're not, they're not catching them. Maybe that's, they're not there. That's the opposite of what would happen if you get a better camera. You no, but what I'm saying more. is no, but what I'm saying is they're not actually seeing UFOs. Now they have the technology where they debunk it in a second. So now Oh, so they're like, no, dude, that's not exactly. a UFO. Exactly. Just like what you did to me. Yeah. Now, twenty years ago, you didn't have the internet where you can get on your phone right away and look up what it was. You you know what I mean? So like No, I saw it with my eyes what it was. But what I'm saying though is that most people back twenty years ago dun, dun, dun. would have thought that that was a UFO. Who's our new sponsor? So I'm really excited. So actually, O'Meals mm-hmm. is a spot. Now they ha- they've been with us now for the past couple of years. Yep. And um, every year uh, we've grown our relationship with them. So we're we're really happy to uh, to introduce introduce. Thing. I can't talk either because of Freddie. We want to introduce them as a sponsor, not only for the Extreme Kayak Fishing Tournament Series, but for the Kayak Fishing World Podcast. So we're super excited. And we're also going to give a couple of these little bangers away. Um, Fred, you want to explain what these guys got to do to uh, get those prizes? Yeah, so we're looking for more nonsensical guests to have on to talk about aliens and mermaids. And we need Bigfoot. more aliens, mermaids, Bigfoot. We need more guys. So here's how you're going to be able to win yourself an O'Meals. And in a minute, I'm going to show for the, for the YouTube, uh, YouTube version of this podcast, we're going to show how to use these O'Meals and how right. it works. We got five um, minutes. Yeah, we have five minutes. So. Um, if you want to win the, the, the prize pack, it's going to be a few O'Meals, maybe a Hoorag, some extreme stickers, whatever. Right. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll throw in some extreme decals, yeah. just like I got on my truck. Uh, not that big, of course. Uh, and I'll throw in some extreme Hoorags. Yeah, so go to the Extreme Kayak Fishing um, YouTube channel. Yep, Extreme right? Kayak Fishing TV. And you need to make a comment on this video. Correct. This particular video. Podcast 51. Yeah. Either one. Well, really, it's got to be this. This third. This, we're gonna break that podcast up into like. Yeah, I'm not gonna go searching through like the last 50 podcasts looking for your comment. Yeah, it needs so to be. It's got to be one. the new one. Yep. So um, it's got to be the new one. It's got to be the alien version or the alien segment of that of right. that 51 podcast because it'll be yeah. like three different videos. So right. Um, yeah. So we're gonna pick the 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 comment that has that leads us to like an actual guest. So if you know anyone who's seen a UFO or who believes that they I like that. If you know anyone who believes that they 
have ghosts in their house. Anything, Anything ghosts, ridiculous. UFOs, paranormal. I mean, we just had a guy on that had real life mermaids. Yeah, this guy caught mermaids. Um, For real. So if if you find that someone like that and it pans out, you're going to be the winner of the. So whoever's the best ones, there might be multiple ones. We'll but. call it the extreme prize pack. I'll throw in a bunch of other goodies. We got so much stuff coming in from all of our sponsors with the last tournament coming. It'll be worth. Um, it'll be worth a it'll comment. It'll definitely be minute. worth it. Yeah. So tell your friends. And if you know anyone who has a yeah. crazy story, ghost story, whatever, um, leave it in the comments on this video. So um, with that said, I'm going to show you guys how an oatmeal works. An oatmeal is basically a, um, a meal in a pouch that um, is fully sustained inside of here. So you have inside of this packet, you, you guys can see this on the, on the, on the YouTube channel. Um, there is another packet, right? a packet full of your um, utensils, Correct. and then a little heating element. That heating element, when it reacts with liquid, it gets super duper hot. So I'm going to show you how it works. You're going to take off this. Ah, that guy. Throw it away. Okay. Okay. Got a little zip top. Okay. And, you know, these are great for, like, if you're, you know, going camping or yeah. even kayak fishing, whatever. You're going out there fishing all day. You're hungry. Fred can't open this thing. It's, a good, it's quality stuff. It, it takes some effort. So first thing, you have a spoon with a napkin. Boom, shakalaka. I'm going to try it. Open that up for me. Um. Then you have two more things. Okay. You have the package with the heating element. All right. It's just, minutes. it has instructions. We have two minutes. You're going to open this. Boom. That heating element comes out. Stand this dude up. This is your packet full of food. This is already like made. You don't have to mix it up. This is your food packet. That goes in the boom. <laughs> that goes in. Boom. Then you take water. It could be any liquid. Really, it doesn't matter. Salt right. water works. Um, Water, regular water. Salt water works. Yeah, salt water works. You could even pee in this thing. I'm not kidding. You could even actually pee in it. Okay. Um, I'm not going to pee in it because you're not going to – Well, that's good because I'm trying it. You're not eating or drinking the water. The food never touches the water. And once you seal this up, this little packet's going to react with the water. And you'll see out of this little vent here that um, – The steam. Steam. Steam machine. Right. It takes about a minute. Okay. Well, we got about a minute. If you fondle it, it helps. You know. Okay. Just play with it a little bit. Just a little, a little. You know. A little weird out. Come on, buddy. We have we have one minute and fifty two seconds to get this. Did you do it right? No, of course I didn't do it right. You You didn't do it right. All you have to do is put water in it. Wow. You did not do it right. Just add water. (laughs) Oh. Oh. I hear it. Here we go. Can you hear that? like a sizzle. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. Ooh. There we go. There we go. Look at that yeah. little banger. <laughs> Leave it in the... I may, sir, I may <laughs> have put too much water in there. I think it might explode on Fred. That's okay, after though. The, after like four or five minutes of this blistering heat, you can take that packet out, uh, rip the top off of the food packet, use the spoon provided, and have your little self a meal out on the water. Or if you, you know, get stranded on a deserted island. Sounds good. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, guys. So, hopefully, uh, we'll see your comments. We want to get, you know, as many guys as we can, as many guests as we can that have to do with Sasquatch, Bigfoot, UFOs, mermaids, everything. So, leave a comment. Uh, we love you guys. We got to go. We're a little here. British lady screaming at us to get We're off. Here. Um, so, thank you so much. Uh, go to Extreme Kayak Fishing TV. Be sure to subscribe. You can go to extremekayakfishing.com with everything with the tournament coming up August 25th. We have the kickoff party at Brews Room August 23rd. 
We have the huge raffle to benefit the Broward Children's Center. So hopefully we see all you guys out there. We got awesome stuff in the raffle. We got Garmin's. We got Yetis. We got Hobies. We got everything. So hopefully we'll see you guys. We love you. Arriba. Peace, baby. This has been the Kayak Fishing Raw Podcast.